it's okay we can start now back by popular demand i mean not by popular demand but just back anyway um another episode of why are you starting this speech right now wait for him to come on oh yaar apna bhai do ka to dialogue chal raha hai na so i thought i wouldn't deprive our listeners of this this is what they pay for they don't pay for it so where's the sign behind you uh it's actually in front of me now i need to know which episode so i can keep track my notes and all are written on that shit of course no no you know me i have no notes <laughs> if you look in my jitsu diary it's a bunch of drawings me trying to draw an ashigara big dicks big dicks in your fucking diary yes edit this part out ha huh. so <laughs> what did you do today ashwin um i trained a lot bro oh yeah you're saying 15 rounds huh uh 6 minutes each 6 minute rounds yeah so that's 90 minutes no breaks quick maths oh cool so were you preparing for a jiu jitsu test match what were we talking about kridoshian earlier oh man come on we're live but <laughs> 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 why he keeps fighting with people on social media it's so funny uh, pushkaraj like, pushkaraj goes from angry to happy to cute mood yeah man it's really yeah. funny i can't believe he sent somebody a photo of shit he's like uh, really enjoying himself on social dick pics he said you sending people what he said you sending people dick pics no no he is a very matlab pro feminist and like uh, all that so yeah i don't think he would do those things he is what that's what i read on his instagram or something somewhere right there what that i sent dick pics that can't be on anyone's instagram dick pics of turds yeah turds turds not dick pics nice yeah what if he got like for food boys name i don't really want to talk about this i think we can just move on from this topic like let's diary just... and stuff um yeah okay cool cool good good you realize it looks like your t-shirt just says gurgaon yeah yeah bro gurgaon <laughs> <laughs> what's up oh it's the gurgaon strong this is actually <laughs> where my face is cut फिर uh it hurt but uh, at least i don't look like a neanderthal so that's you get a fade good. on your on your on your eyebrows yeah yeah i can i can do that i can work with that um uh, what did i do today today bhai ne mara back yeah why are you seeing your back bro you look like a fucking village idiot what is village idiot got to do with back You look like villager. Sorry, correction. Ah, yeah, no matter. One of those sexy majdoors, huh? In the fields, ah, abs. Majdoors, yes. Yeah, yeah. What do you eat for dinner? I had broccoli, French fries, and roasted chicken. What French? Why do you add the French fries in there? They were made. I mean, what do you mean add? Like, I'm who not... who makes these meals? Mom. House. broccoli with french fries no no broccoli steamed broccoli was separate french fries 
french fries were fried potatoes and um, and chicken breast so multiple breasts khai bhai re you know me Uh, oh, I can't take this, man! I'm so glad other people come on to this show. Uh, go. Okay, there we go. Hi, can you hear me? Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, we can't see you, though, Sadat. Okay. Okay. I did my start video. Awesome! There he is, the man. Hi, guys. how are you doing? Good, man. Good. So let me do a formal introduction. We have Siddharth Singh here, aka CFC Sid. Um, he's a brown belt under Ivan Tomasetti. Uh, am I right? Yes. Yes. And um, multiple-time multi-event grappling champion, coach to some killers, in uh, guys who are competing at this year's Leverage, Rajit and Tarun. Welcome, Sid. How are you, man? Good man. I mean, just the fact that not able to train at all. It's been uh, it's been what five years now. <laughs> Feels like it. <laughs> it could be worse. Your hair could be like mine. My hair is really bad, man. Actually, like that's Guys, why I could hear you. We we're not doing hair talks. Like, uh, oh, look at look at look at his hair firstly. <laughs> Then look at my hair. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> Mohit used to have some nice hair, man. A few years ago. Yeah, then father time caught up with me and said, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> You're a little like brownish, goldenish, sort of locks. Mohit had nice hair for like five minutes. Yeah, between <laughs> like twenty-two and twenty-four, ठीक था उसके बाद that that was it. Like that was the time के बना ले जेल लगा ले जो करना है. After that, it's it's over. <laughs> But it's okay. It actually helps with uh, jujitsu and all. Like. Rogan keeps talking about it. Like, I mean, he. I think he just says that because he doesn't have hair. But I mean, I'm pretty sure if I had hair, I would comb the shit out of it every day now. Really? Yeah, I hate being bald. But my my thing was once it starts turning white, that's when I'm going to go bald. Like that's the strategy. No, no, keep it, yeah. You never keep know it. when you'll when you'll okay, go bald, then then you'll miss it. Okay. <laughs> Off to a great start as always with bald jokes. <laughs> so this is a staple thing. I we come on and Ashwin always makes fun of me for not having hair. I mean, even today, like I think we started like that only before you got on. So great, great, love to pile on. Um, Sid, how's life, man? Apart from yeah, as I said, like just uh, it's terrible, man. Like I don't know, like it's been so long that I like I've, I think I've always been training since I was twelve, doing something athletic. This is like the longest period in my life I've not done anything. Like this is just. It's just so bad. And how are you coping with the lockdown? That's what he said. Mohit. No, no. I mean, coping. Like, uh, I'm telling you how. Like, I'm yeah, exactly. How are you coping? How uh, are you doing? I'm not doing well physically, but otherwise, uh, like PlayStation is. Uh, it's fun, man. Like hours and hours go by. What are you playing? I play a lot of. I finished a lot of games, man. I really liked this game called uh, The Last of Us, which it was basically okay. a PS3 game but remastered for PS4. Really Shut nice, up. and then uh, I always wanted to get uh, the Batman Arkham series. Played so it, played all of them from from the beginning. Uh, I'm playing Doom now. I've I've finished a lot of games. I've just <laughs> run through all the God of War. <laughs> yeah, I finished that uh, 
in the lockdown as well. The God it's good. No, God, God of War yeah. is really good. How did um, you manage to kill those Valkyries? Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I avoided them. I just killed the. Bypass first. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I should see. Like, dude, this is too hard. I just want to finish the game. I want to know what happens. Like, and I was playing at easy level. I was only playing like God level. I was just playing oh, basic. Beginner. Yeah, same, same. Even then, it was too hard. I think it's just a different thing, man. People are just like super into hardcore gaming. Like they want it to be super challenging. And I think for us, we don't want it to be that challenging. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of at least for me. Uh, Ashwin plays a lot of Call of Duty where he's sociopathically killing people, which I guess he can't do. I've never that. played it, man. I've never played Call of Duty. I've I've always wanted to, but I've never got into it. It's a game changer. But if you're into like story modes, um, story mode is all right. There are better ones out there. So tell me, dude. Um, oh, sorry. What is your Abhi, um, what's your scene? Have you been uh, making it to the gym to train for your, yourself or no? Um, so, I'm, I'm actually living in Noida for the last couple of years. So, our uh, main academy is in Sabdarjan. That's where most of, the, most of the advanced guys train. So, I'm in Noida. So, Noida, uh, Delhi border still hasn't opened. So, uh, so, nothing. I just go to the park when no one's looking and then I run a bit and... Uh, and sometimes I'll go and I'll do some push-ups when I'm feeling really strong. <laughs> but I feel like my stomach is getting, has a life of its own. Then I just go into push-ups one day. Shit, man. I can't imagine what you've been going through then if you've been... Oh, it's hell. It's been, it's been terrible. It's, it's one of the lowest points of my life. I mean, uh, I've been lucky. I live like two minutes from the gym. So I've, and that's, one guy living in the gym. Yeah. So I've been lucky to go and get some training in. But Mohit is, I think, in the same situation. You're Mohit. in Hinduism. Yeah, stuck in Delhi, man. So, but now you can go. It's open now, the border. Has it? I don't yeah, think it's so. open. Not, it's open. Not open Delhi Delhi. Gurgaon, uh, Delhi Gurgaon is open. Has it? It's open, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Mohit, tomorrow. Delhi Noida is not open, but Delhi uh, Gurgaon is open. Okay, cool. Let's do this, Ashwin. Are you coming tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Do I see you tomorrow? I'll do like three rounds and then I, like I said, I'll gas and then I'll take a break and then I'll come back the next day, do four rounds, you know, like that. Build it up to these guys did don't some 15 rounds, six minutes today. So I don't think I can nice. definitely do that right no, now. That's it's a dream. That, that lifestyle is a dream right now. <laughs> that's that dude, test what, match. What, what, is your, what is your injury scene right now, bro? Because last time I met you, you had injured your shoulder uh, arm, I think. Shoulder. No, no, I broke my hand. Yeah, my uh, my right hand. God damn! I, I, remember, I remember you broke it a while back. Also, that was my left hand. <laughs> <laughs> How do you break so, it this time? So both, uh, yeah, both in competitions. Uh, this time it was. I really was asking for it to be honest, man. So I went for this tournament, and uh, this was in Bombay, and they called us at nine a.m. and. Uh, Competing in the minus 70 kgs, uh, pro division. So I had my first fight. I mean, warming up from nine o'clock, two o'clock I had my first fight, uh, and then four o'clock I had my second fight. Six o'clock I had my third fight. So I was done at six o'clock. I was done with my weight class. And then they said, "Oh, you want to do some absolute division also?" I said, "Not really, man, because you know, girlfriend, <laughs> she lives in Bombay and she wanted to meet up, and I was like, man." And I, but they were like, oh, you'll just have like maximum three fights. I said, okay, okay, let's. So I got, I got tempted. And then I didn't realize that all the guys competing in absolutes, like none of them had done weight class. 
So just a bunch of MMA guys, fresh, yeah, fresh, thick necks. They all turned up and uh, in the semifinals, in the, yeah, so I was trying to do the body lock pass and the guy got a Kimura and I was thinking, he won't get it. Like I was so overconfident as well. <laughs> he, won't, he won't do it. And the next thing I heard, I heard a huge pop and, uh, and if people do the Kimura the wrong way, it doesn't come on the shoulder, it comes on the elbow. Yes, yeah, so my elbow cracked. So there was a huge noise like, Cut. and then before I could tap, like everybody just gasped. Oh. And that's when they, they stopped the fight. And then I was like, okay, is there like a doctor here? Is there any ambulance? <laughs> this is in New Mumbai. They're like, oh, don't worry. We'll take care of it. We've got three more fights. We'll finish that and we'll take you. And this is like 10, 30 in the night now. So I'm like, I think I'm, uh, I'm going to go. So yeah, I went out find my, trying to find my slippers and shoes. And they were all robbed. Somebody picked up my shoes and walked off. And uh, Perfect. Yeah, it was awesome. What yeah, tournament so, was this? If you don't mind dropping names, it was uh, the tournament. It was a grappling, not GFI. It was another mm-hmm. grappling tournament which was organized. Um, I don't remember the name now. Yeah. Some grappling championships of India or whatever it was called. It was the first edition. So, so I speaking of these guys, um, I know you have a lot of. Uh, you've been in this industry and at the heart of it for a while. Have you heard anything about gymnasiums, about MMA gyms or anything in particular when we're looking to see them reopen? No, bro. I think, I think uh, fitness gyms are going to take another couple of months at least. And uh, BJJ, MMA, bro, bro, we, nobody really cares or knows that we exist also. So I think once they say gyms are open, I think we're good to go. Fair enough. Yeah, I think uh, as... I'm looking at the US as a model, but I don't think that's smart at all. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them have opened up now. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I was uh, seeing today Gary Tonin's academy had to shut down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of all up there for different people. Shut it up, really man. sucks. It really sucks because anyway, I don't, know, I don't know too many academies doing MMA, BJJ who are minting money right now. Not right now, but in general, there are no academies that make money. So most of us are living, you know, month to month. And if we get a good month, you know, we'll have an extra pocket money to maybe have some fun. And uh, now you've got three months closure and then maybe another four months closure. So if your rentals are really high, then it's going to be a real challenge to, you know, it might just be cheaper to just like work out in some analysis gym. Let them risk it all. Yeah, it's, you're right, man. But um, how many locations do you, does CrossChain have now? You have quite a few, right? We have uh, five. Fuck. Nice. So that's... Yeah, but thankfully, not, I'm not paying the rent of all five because I would have... <laughs> 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 so only, I'm, I'm just doing Sabdarjang and Noida. Only two rents, so less. So the others are Vikaspuri. Uh, yeah, Gurgaon. Gurgaon and Chandigarh. Oh, nice, Chandigarh. I'm actually being to the Gurgaon one. I went for that Elliot Kelly seminar. It was a nice yeah. one. Yeah, and uh, apparently he was not well that day. He had Dude, some, he was dying. Yeah, because they took him to some uh, restaurant the night before. Yeah, he had food poisoning, man. He was in terrible shape, but he still did it. Yeah, but that's one of the things that I, I, all these guys who come in to train with us, I am, I'm so particular. I'm always like, please don't eat out. And if you're eating, please, like, you know, you're with us for a week. Yeah. Please be very safe. And they're like, no, no, nothing happens to us. Yeah. We love spicy food and, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
and then wow, it happens. Happens Five every time. Later. It's <laughs> the water. It's the water in the ice, bro. The ice gets you. Exactly. Exactly. Ice kills it. Plus, those guys come with slightly lower immunity. We are just used to dust, dirt, crap, all this kind of shit since we are born. Uh, yeah, I mean, those I guys mean, have food. Also, the food standards. You no, know? like we 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 sort of got used to eating uh, food which has been kept for three days. You know, the guy has not washed his hands for five days. We're used to it. You know? We build a <laughs> yeah. natural, you know, third world immunity. <laughs> yeah, so those guys they're not used to it, so it's a big shock. So, Sid, tell us, uh, I mean, for the guys who are listening to this, uh, you started cross-train, when exactly, and um, how's it going, man? Yeah, so I came back, I came back from the UK in 2012, uh, and uh, I started training, I mean, the first, the first guy I actually spoke to uh, was uh, Rajiv from your gym, you know, because I was looking at instructors, and my whole thing was, I just wanted to come and open an academy so I could train. Uh, so and I heard that Rajiv, Rajiv was a really good Muay Thai guy and I heard uh, Rahul was a really good Muay Thai guy. So I actually got in touch with these guys first. Um, so this is like, it was the middle of 2012, just when I came back. So I touched base with Rajiv and Rahul and, uh, and yeah, our first class was in December of 2012. And I, was, I came to you, I've trained with you guys uh, about two months before that. So I think October, November 2012. October I so we opened in, I remember September 2012. And yeah, the month that's around the time. October, I think, I started with you guys. I remember it was cold, that's why. And um, this was out of a small gym, man. This was B block in phase three, tiny. Yeah. I think Sanchikan has a location there now. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're running an academy out of there. But um, yeah, man, it was, a, it was a good gym. I think you were, were just starting at that point in time. You started grappling at that point in time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had done some jiu-jitsu in the UK, but uh, it was really a Muay Thai gym where they would do, you know, once they had a jiu-jitsu teacher, they would say, okay, come and train with him. So it was really once in a while, but it wasn't, it wasn't serious. And, uh, and I actually just wanted to do Muay Thai. Even when I came back, my whole focus was I wanted to do Muay Thai. And then uh, when I started training, I was like, oh, fuck, this jiu-jitsu thing is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I remember you were there in that academy. You were there. Mayank was there. Jahangir was there. There a couple of other guys who I, I was. I don't there know. were, I think, maybe five people in that gym, including, uh, excluding, no, not even excluding. It was just us in there. I think there was one more person, maybe. Yeah, yeah. One more guy. One thin guy was there. He's the guy I hit my first armbar on. I still remember. I remember <laughs> the armbar. I remember his name. <laughs> first armbar. <laughs> Sir, dude, tell me something. Um, so what's happening? Uh, how how was ADCC? I know I had a fun time at ADCC. How did it go on your end? You look frazzled, bro. You know I was standing next to you for twenty minutes and you didn't even see I was standing next to you. Bro, That's I how fucking. <laughs> bro, you know, bro, I I didn't I didn't expect it to be so uh, hardcore here. So we the way it <laughs> came about was the way it came about was we wanted to do a good event like a good ADCC event. But when we went to the sponsors, nobody wanted to invest. Like nobody's, everybody was like, oh, combat sports is too hardcore. You know, they didn't get the videos when we showed them ADCs. They didn't really get the concept. They're like, you know, we don't want people breaking their arms and all that. So, so everybody, everybody pretty much shit on the idea. Uh, and this is after we had done the first ADCC in, uh, in Purgaon hmm. uh, six months ago. So we went to the sponsors. Everybody said no. 
So then we're like, okay, what's the way out? So then we approached these guys again and we said, listen, if, if we do something more fitness oriented, then would you be interested? So they said, yeah, okay. If you can come up with a, like a fitness property and due to the small part of it, then maybe we could, you know, sponsor you. So that's sort of what happened. And again, so from the sponsor's point of view, ADCC, they didn't even care about it. Like nobody yeah. was there on, on day two. None of the sponsors were there. They didn't care. They just yeah, wanted exactly. day one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So day one was where the, the entire focus was. So to hit day one, man, I like, four months, like starting November till end of Feb, no training, um, eating like, you know, eating whatever I got. We actually was going to an office, like me, me and my business partner, Anu. Anu we yeah. This, yeah, man, it was. And then I was like, I was just waiting for ADCC to get over. So I could start training and then within a week, <laughs> it happens. within a week, <laughs> all the gyms are locked in. Yeah. It, it was really hard, man. Um, yeah. Uh, and I noticed, uh, so we spoke to Tarun and, uh, Rachit. Yeah. Um, so they have, I think they've agreed to, uh, come on to this fight card that we're organizing. Again, yeah. it's, it's basically based on EBI and, um, I'm sure you know we are not making, not going to be making any money on this either. <laughs> yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> but that's like part of this whole thing to do and grow this sport. There is a lot of promotion required. There is a lot of effort required at you know these stages where um, it gives an opportunity to young guys, and that's what you guys did with ADCC, and that's what we're trying to do uh, here. So with ADCC. Um, how does that work? So they contacted you or you wanted to take the ADCC brand and take it to, uh, you know, the, your sponsors and stuff. Yeah. It's a, that's a really long story, man. Uh, and I'll take your attention back to 2015 where, uh, a couple of teams, one from Gurgaon and one from Delhi, uh, one was called Warriors Co. One was called Crosstrain. And we were invited to take part in this, uh, tournament in Rohtak where we went. And uh, when we were there, there we were told that all the winners would get, uh, will get to compete in the world championships in uh, Belarus. And all the, all the fighters would be flown for free to compete in this yeah. tournament. No chance. So yeah, yeah. All, of us, all of us were really excited because, you know, between Warriors Cove and Crosstown, we got everything. Like, we won everything. So, come, you know, okay, free flights and free competition, awesome. And then... Just after the tournament, before the tournament, he said, okay, everything's free. After the tournament, he said, okay, fighters will pay half. <laughs> just after the tournament. So, okay, chalo, half is still also not bad. Not bad. One week later, bro, he said, no, no, no. Federation can't pay anything. You know, you pay everything. Okay, fine. We'll pay everything. One week after that, bro, he came up with a quote of three lakhs per fighter. You know, and so we obviously said, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, we can't do, obviously we can't pay three lakhs to go to Belarus, man. If it was, you know, some really nice holiday yeah, destination. California for sure. Yeah, of course. But Belarus, man, for three lakhs, so obviously all of us said no. I think all of you guys also said no. We, I didn't even know about this. No, did you know about this? I wasn't in the country, so no idea. Oh, you weren't there? I didn't know that this was a part of the deal. Yeah, yeah all the winners in the first one. All these uh, and, and, national tournaments. Yeah. Like they say it, okay, okay, there's going to be win the nationals here and then you'll go to Kazakhstan yes. or you'll go to Kyrgyzstan yes. or you'll go to Belarus. What are you saying? Yeah. So what I was saying is, uh, if you remember, 
that uh, that those GFI guys. So they they told us, you know, that oh, you you've got to win and you've got to do all of that. So we did it. We we competed. We did everything you want. You won it. You guys won it. And then uh, when we went to this guy Panchal, uh, he was like, oh yeah, just three lakhs per person and blah blah blah. blah. So we like, okay, you fuck off, obviously. Like we we're not paying that much. And then uh, next year comes around, and this guy is a he's become an even bigger asshole than last year. You know, and we had to, we we sort of had to go because Ivan was uh, really pushing us. Compete with yeah, these yeah. guys. We didn't want to do it, man. We didn't like the guys. I remember in the first edition, one of our guys, Sadik, he got disqualified because he did an America on someone, and uh, the guy, the referee, they don't know DQ, what it is. DQ, DQ, disqualified, bro. So, so all that. So, cut a long story short, you know, having those experiences with these idiots, I had to do something else. So that, that's when I thought nobody else will organize like a good tournament. So then I went and got ADC. That's a great point, man. So what's the scene with these GFI guys? You guys, are you guys boycotting them? Should we boycott them? I think we've been boycotted by them. Achha, the so, other way around. They, just just uh, bringing yeah. the story full circle. There was the Indian Open this year, um, or a few months back. Said if you remember, GFI Indian yeah. Open Grappling Open. Yeah. yeah. So there, um, one of your students, female students. She had this other girl mounted, was winning oh, yeah. on points like yeah. eight nil or something. Eight zero. Eight zero was three. winning against this girl in full mount, and they disqualified her. Yeah, they did. So they this won. is stalling, stalling from mount. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some <laughs> two, two seconds to go, stalling from mount. DQ. So they don't like you, huh? What's the scene? These guys fuck. Can you? No, 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 bro. I, I don't even know no, this. I wasn't there for this fight, so I just went one day in the evening for an hour because I thought I knew if they saw my face, they would definitely every all of these guys would lose. So I try and stay away from it. But uh, I got video footage of this girl. So it's basically so what's happened. I've been like uh, none of us go now for these tournaments. So it's only their guys from their villages, all those wrestlers oh. who've been competing over the last few years. Some of them actually become pretty good. You know, they they've juiced up and they become pretty strong. Um, so, no technique, but they'll just hold you down and they'll win, win on points. And the referees are like their uncles and, uh, yeah. you know, coaches and, and stuff. So, so, yeah, coaches. So, they won't want them to lose. So, they can stall you for five minutes, no issue. And if you mount them or take the back, they'll DQ you for stalling. So yeah. That's what it's become. Oh, man. Uh, because, like, for the longest time, I've, I've heard people say, oh, we are national champs, we are this. And I'm like, bro, it's GFI. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can. I can say it. We all can say it. Even Mohit can say it. You know that, right? Hell yes, yeah, son. <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> so, which is why it doesn't count because Mohit can win. Yeah, if I can do it, like, guys, you need to disband this whole association. Like, you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> so forget about it. Send your guys somewhere else. To end no, this. but like. Um, What's the scene with federations, man? There's no way getting around these buggers. And there's too many of them now. There are too many. And, and they've spoiled uh, MMA. Like, I lost that war in MMA a, lot of, a long time ago. I really tried to like, get our fighters a chance to you know, compete in different organizations. And so I lost that war when I realized all karate guys are doing it. And they all have just one agenda, which is you know, how, how they can maximize the money they get. And, uh, and BGG, unfortunately, and grappling, is the same. It's the same guys who didn't cut it in MMA. They, they've got grappling and BJJ now. So 
it is what it is man just selling subscriptions and affiliations in order to have guys yeah, on their banner they selling blue bells man oh yeah dude speaking of that i hear that these guys is go to uh, uh, forget which gym it is it's one of the gyms in phuket uh, and i know they all respectable gyms um but without that gym knowing i think it might have been phuket top team or one of the gyms there without the gym in phuket knowing they tell their guys back in delhi that you can get a blue belt just pay us this amount of money and show up really yeah and i know I because know. i know olavo runs that gym and i know that that's not how these guys function so i don't think they know at that and i didn't forget that these guys are doing this yeah and i know phuket top team has a 3 month white belt to blue belt program but uh, it's a really strict program and you you can't miss a single class and you go to attend two classes a day i mean tough for people who are just starting off so yeah. I, nobody i i know a lot of people who who tried getting it but they didn't get it so i don't know who these guys are who are giving two bells like it's 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 just amazing to see how you got a couple, you got a few um, you got quite a few good bluebirds and you know man and purple birds um how is let's talk, let's talk about tarun to start with i haven't seen much of tarun i don't think i have a role with him uh, he gives you a hard time yeah man he's uh, he's one of the most irritating guys uh, i have rolling wise cuz he just doesn't get tired here like it's just i don't know i also i'm getting old so you know let's put that into perspective but he he doesn't get tired i don't know how and he's vegetarian man so he's uh, Bro, you know that's, I, the, secret. Another, that's, the, that's secret. the secret that's the secret and he's yeah. you know he will finish will finish training i'll have a protein shake or whatever and he'll have he'll take out his little box and there'll be some like you know those yeah, seeds and all soaked soaked seeds from overnight sprouts and he'll have that and uh, uh, yeah just i mean great conditioning so he he competed in the first adcc but uh-huh. uh, this time he was helping me with the organization of the event so he couldn't compete this time i know you use the registrations yeah he was he did a lot of work behind the scenes because we did have three partners uh, in this project we left it to uh, so one of the partners pulled out so we had to get beast in to help out so beast is there obviously you call him beast but yeah he he came in to help out um how long has he been training he was he's been training since 2004 13 end of 13 beginning of 14 long time yeah long time. long time and yes. he 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 used to actually study in uh, in a college which was about 30 kilometers from manisar like further up like gurgaon manisar and further up and he used What's to come he used to come every every day yeah, from from there abel yeah unbelievable like even now he lives like he lives in gurgaon like really far off and first he takes a scooter and he goes to the you know the last the first metro station parks a scooter takes the metro Uh, trains with us What? and goes back at night every day you've been doing that since 2014 damn dude that's pretty impressive and um uh, who else is uh, rachit is competing run for your money man huh who else is giving you run for your money right now at the gym oh they all are now man because uh, cuz cuz i'm getting old and i'm getting slow and uh, these guys are training they have nothing better to do also no bro <laughs> they're not they're, they're not running a business they're not organizing events all they do is like watch danaher and they fucking watch craig jones and all they do is that all day and they, and when i come for training you know i don't know man you <laughs> really are tight <laughs> fundamentals boys fundamentals 
And yeah, uh, where is he back in Italy right now? He shifted back, right? Who? Sorry, Ivan. Ivan. Yeah, he shifted to Thailand. So he, uh, I mean, I've not shifted back to Thailand, but he he basically quit his job in the Italian embassy, and uh, his uh, so he wanted to set up his own factory for his uh, for yeah, his apparel yeah, yeah. brand, and he still has, so he has a factory in Noida, he has a factory in Delhi, but his dad lives in Thailand, so so he's moved to Thailand, and it's a better life I think for him. Damn, bro, Thailand. That's a cool spot, yeah. man. That's a great place for like a martial artist to live in. The vibe is good. Um, the culture accepts it. And if you have legit skill, man, nothing like it. Have you been, I've been, I've been uh, following um, the guys you've been exposing recently. Have you found anybody else? I found so many. <laughs> I don't know where to start. The newest one that I've seen is this guy called uh, Shifu Ji. His name is Shifu G. Like G or J-I? J-I. And, and he's a big shot, man. He comes on all the top uh, TV channels. He's got like 5 million views per video. Uh, he talks he talks India, Pakistan and war and all of that. But if you watch his technique, man, the only thing he does is like just like a full split. With a leg <laughs> all that he does. And, and people love him. People think he's, he's legit because he can lift his leg up over his head. He's a poor man's Van Damme, basically. Exactly, yeah. Well, I, yeah I saw, but, the, I saw the one in a fight. Like, shut up, boy. Not, how is that a useful skill, man? <laughs> hey, hang on. Let me do the splits. Scared no, but, uh, I saw the guy uh, who was basically an Indian master, Ken. The guy who was a Hickson Gracie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he got his belt from a guy in Paris with bangs. Major Deepak Rao. Yeah, bro. Major Deepak Rao. He's, a major, he's an honorary major. Yes, I saw that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like crazy because I've seen his video a few years ago, but I didn't. I just thought it maybe a spoof or something. And then I, only only when I saw the video and I saw like what he was actually he 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 called the back position the rear seated mount. Yeah, rear super rear rear supine. Sorry, he called. Not a bad name. <laughs> it's a it's a it's the a very accurate name. What That's would, probably what would Danner say, bro? He'd probably say something similar. He would be okay with that. I'm not gonna lie. He would be impressed. But but yeah, that that Major Deepak Rao was an obvious one. And I don't know if you've seen Major Deepak Rao's full movie. He's, he's actually got a movie as well, <laughs> where his daughter is the she's she's the fighter. So it's like a never back down. But with but, uh, but a female version, <laughs> and she beats up everyone. So I, I'll share the link with you guys. So oh yeah, that's so, so. He's one, and then there's, there's so many. I think it's mainly those traditional guys, no? Those the guys who never sparred. You got so many of those guys. Yeah, it's just this like a big mess of. Fantasy. There's a big mess of these kind of guys, man, all over the place. And no, but but I'm gonna ask you guys a question. How familiar are you guys with uh, with Knockout Fight Club? Oh, dude, I bumped into. Uh, He's that really angry guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I... I, I oh, I know uh, Knockout Fight Club as well. Yeah. I was in the lobby of, obviously, after the MFM 3, we, I was in the lobby and he was yelling at Daniel Isaac for some reason. Oh, this they is... Were, wait, wait, wait. This is the... Um, that dude's gym, right? The guy no, who got knocked no, out in nine seconds. No. Yeah, his no, gym. No, no, no. 
that are just like uh, that we have to deal with on a daily basis when we go to any event. Yeah. I mean, um, I remember dealing with Arun Sharma um, and I couldn't get an answer from him. I used to message him for super fights so many times. I was like, please, please, please. I was like, I'm a white belt. I've been doing it for eight years. You're a brown belt. I will send you an Uber. I'll send you a car. I'll pick you up and I'll drop you back. I'll look after you. The whole thing. Just super fight. Come on, come on, come on. Gi, no gi, whatever you want. Yeah. Like, uh, thank you for your offer, but I'm not interested. Yeah, he doesn't compete, no. He's uh, a... <laughs> I mean, did, did, did Rohit talk about it? Did Rohit talk about his experience? Because he went to BJJ India once. Yeah, he, Very, uh, I think Piyush mentioned it actually. Uh, Rohit uh, didn't say too much about it. Piyush uh, Pandey, who I believe you also know, uh, he's on the card as well. He was the second podcast we did. He mentioned about Arun. He's like, bro, he had a match with uh, Rachit. Yeah, yeah, he had a match with Rachit that he lost. Um, and he's like, bro, they, they roll for about three minutes in the whole session, like maybe six minutes. Okay. Puri class up just because they're like, okay, guys, let's do three minutes. And he's like, man, in three minutes, people are spazzing out. What the fuck are you going to do? So, yeah, exactly. uh, he, um, so he reminds me of, uh, you know, Stephen casting on BJJ. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Research. Have you ever seen Stephen casting role? No. Same. Never seen him. Same with Aaron. I don't think Aaron rolls. Uh, but but having said that, like I've I've actually uh, rolled with a couple of the students. I don't know how how they do it, but I think they are self teaching themselves or something. Some of the students are not bad. They have no cardio. They're not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. They they don't have cardio, but uh, I don't know. The technique is really smooth. I mean, because six minutes, bro. Yeah, you've got a really smooth quality. You're right. No, you're correct. They're you guys slick in the gi, but I, I don't know what they're doing. They're really doing. There used to be another another student of theirs called Laksh. Um, yeah, I remember. Laksh. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he used to invert when nobody used to. Yeah. And and he was just killing all our guys when he came to the gym. And so that's all I knew. That's why I used to ask him if he wanted to do super fight with some of our guys or no, but. I just haven't, they've been very unresponsive and it's sad because um, people know him as our first oh, black belt and all that, but, but yeah. yeah. So, you're, so, so he, you got your program, he pretty quick. He, Sorry, you were saying? I was saying, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying he prog- progressed pretty quick. I think he was, he was, uh, he was blue belt in 15 and then he was uh, purple in 17. I think he was brown in 18, end of 18, and then end of 19, he was black. So it was pretty, pretty quick. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I heard you got your brown belt. Uh, you've been a brown belt for a while now. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, when do you think you're getting a black? Oh, fuck. Are you bad, bro? <laughs> you don't jinx like, this uh, No, man. No, not even jinx. You don't even want it, man. Uh, because, because, you know, bro, at the end of the day, a blue belt is going to come. And he's gonna smash you, and then he's gonna <laughs> laugh at you. you know? This guy, like, you know, that's what it is. But that's what that's the thing in BJJ. Like, I was shitting all through my purple, uh, shat my pants again when I got brown because that it's really scary, man. I mean, I know they say you know belt hides two inches of your ass or whatever, but man, it, it's it can be scary if 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 
you know, I've rolled with so many high level guys. You, there's so many good MMA guys who are white belts, man. And yeah, they'll yeah. come, absolutely fucking smash you. And yeah. you're like, man, just throw this stupid belt away. I just want to wear my belt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you're basically avoiding, uh, how long have you been a brown right now? I got it uh, January of last year. How's your good? I mean, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, I think another, another six years. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I know Ivan and I know Kuch bhi ho sakta hai. I'm gonna miss his classes. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Bro, fucking Ivan is a fucking monster. I, I was hoping I'd see him at some of these IBJJF um, events, but I don't think he's been competing. What's his scene right now? No, he's not competing, man. Um, he's barely, barely even training. But uh, that's the thing, like he doesn't have to necessarily train, like he's just, he's got his game set. He knows what he's going to do. He's got pretty standard movements that he does. Uh, and I've tried to learn his stuff. I could never pick it up. None of he's our guys. Fake, he's going to fake X pass you and sit back onto a cross ankle lock. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same foot lock again and again. And uh, you can do nothing about it. And when you try and do it, it never works. The guy comes on top, gets two points. <laughs> And he looks at you like, what are you, why are you even trying this? So yeah, so Ivan doesn't necessarily need to train. I, I know once he won, uh, I think he got gold in the Europeans and he was training with us. And when I say us, it meant like two people in the morning at his home. Uh, and he went and won uh, Europeans, man. I know, man. I remember actually uh, training with him at the Italian embassy as well. And uh, this was when he, was, when he first came out. Yeah, and the guy is what 120 kilos, and he just waits, 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 and then okay, he's like, okay, I don't want to be here now, and then he's on top. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. He's he and he rolls very unlike a jiu-jitsu guy. So his moves and his techniques, you would never, you would, you won't see most of them on like anyone in anyone's DVD. So, so I mean, you get to he'd learn. We have, have a very short but sweet DVD if you had to go with BJJ fighting. <laughs> Stand up, do the fireman, straight for life. <laughs> uh, so tell me, man, what else has been uh, bothering you? I mean, because I last, I bumped into you at, I think, MFN, MF, no, after MFN ADCC. ADCC. But with MMA in this country, I know MFN is doing a stand-up job. Yeah. Uh, but what do we do about, they're doing a decent job with matchmaking, but... Uh, and I've had this conversation with Daniel Isaac as well, and they're making steps towards educating the judges about jiu-jitsu uh, and the ground game. But what can we, do, what do we do about some of the the judging and the referees and stuff, man? But the, Our, that's the whole thing. All the judges and referees are these same guys that you were just making fun of, you know, who, who got, who are all in all the scams that you can think about, you know. These guys, all most of them are karate guys. So mm-hmm. their their whole involvement of being in MMA or BJJ is just to make money. So that's the entire focus. They don't want to learn the rules. They don't want to understand what it takes to be a fighter. They just want to make a quick buck. You know, they want a free trip to Bombay, stay in a five star, or fly to Dubai, and you know, just that that's the thing. So until people like us, you know, who you guys, you know, guys who actually train. Unless we go and make the effort of being an official and being a referee or judge, that's the only time when things are going to change. But, but again, I, remember, I remember you um, you had us, you were doing something with these guys back in the day. That fell through, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, I mean, what, what started happening with federations was they were saying that your fighters can only fight in our federation. They can't fight, fight anywhere else. Uh, and we had, we still have a lot of MMA fighters who want to compete everywhere. And there's no one, and, and, and honestly, you know it, man, like five years, 10 years is max they have to make a name for themselves in MMA, even less. And uh, if I start telling them, don't do this, don't go there, don't get experience here for amateur fights, then I'm just, I'm not helping them in any way. I'm just making it harder for them. So I just told these guys, the Federation guys, sorry, I can't do it. Uh, my team comes first. And I told my team, just go compete wherever you feel like. So that's so sort you, of where I So I mean, I was thinking of, and I had a conversation with Jahangir about this after um, MFN. I spoke to Daniel Isaac. Also. I was like, should I be looking at becoming a ref or maybe a judge or... And then that's why I was asking you, I was like, um, what, 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 are, what are the shortcomings that are going to come with that job? Uh, and I'm guessing it, it would be the same. Uh, my guys would have to only fight for their promotions and uh, whatever yeah. they're organizing. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you play it. Um, I know there's a guy called Samuel who's from Northeast. He was... He was refereeing everything. He was one of the best. I think he still is one of the best uh, MMA and Muay Thai judges in India. He was doing a lot of lot of good stuff. Uh, but now even he has a team. So he said, fuck it. So this, there's a gaping hole for you know, a good official. So if you're willing to play along with some of the crazy politics. requirements, politics and ass kicking, then uh, ass kissing, not kicking. <laughs> uh, if you're okay with that, then uh, I mean... I mean, all the fighters would appreciate it, man, to have judges and referees who know what they're doing. Who are educated on the happening. Anything, basically. Anything. Just yeah. know what MMA is. Fuck, man. What about um, the same thing, like, if I could ask, again, since you have been at the heart of this scene for a few years now, uh, including MMA, not just Jiu-Jitsu, um, but in both cases, what do you think, if anything at all, is missing in Indian athletes or um, the system as a whole? Like, what all, uh, in your opinion, needs to be different? I think I think our guys are doing decently. You know, your guys, like Mayank. Honestly, I think Mayank's and Punya's fight from the last uh, last event. I think that was the best. As my opinion, I could. I mean, you can disagree, but I thought that's the most technical. And sure. fight that has ever happened between two Indian fighters ever, you know, forget about, you know, any other promotion, these two guys, and they showed that, you know, the homegrown talent, you know, they're not, you know, international fighters coming and beating up kids, you know, they are homegrown, we've seen them grow, we've seen how good they've become. So I think it's just trusting the system, you know, the, also for the, a lot of the fighters, they give up, they're like, oh, was the point, you know, there's no scope. I don't know how many times Ashwin has been asked, sir, what is my future? You know, what is my career in this? And, you know, Mayank could be a good, good person you could point to and say, look at Mayank. You know, he's been training, training regularly and he's, he's the pro fighter, he's one of the best in India. So I think people just need to have faith in the Indian academies. You know, we can produce good fighters. That's, I think, one thing that has to change. We are so dependent on foreigners, you know. And then he's going to make us good. No, actually, we are doing a decent job. You're right, man. People's eyes light up when they get an opportunity to train at or with anybody who's from outside. They just instantly expect them to be better than they are. Yeah. And some of the fucking killers that are coming out of the gyms nowadays, dude. Like, um, I'm not even with cross train. We, like you said, you have Tarun, you have Rachit, you have these kids 
similarly, I have guys who've been with me for under two years who are just becoming terrors, man. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm hoping that this fucking tournament goes well. Um, and dude, um, it will. I mean, there's no reason why it won't. You know, you've got the best fighters in India competing. You're doing it the right way. Um, you know, there's all the right buzz surrounding the event. I don't, I don't see why it won't be, you know, a success. So the only reason, like we are, like uh, that we are even having any reservations, not even reservations, but just apprehensions rather, is that uh, we don't know if the audience will be allowed, how many people can be there, and those kind of elements are not something that anybody in this community has uh, dealt with. So. I guess that's the only thing that is uh, not yet fit in. But but uh, are you are you gonna make it a, a ticketed event? Are people gonna buy tickets to it? I don't think so. No. I don't think no, so. No, so. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really matter then, no. If even if you record, you stream the fights with really high quality, or you you record them and you have a good uh, crew which is covering yeah. the event, I still yeah. feel like. Uh, UFC, my UFC happened with zero audience. Yeah, yeah. So that's what uh, you can do. That yeah. Oh yeah. Any more, any more gyms that you've been seeing as competition recently in your area? Except, uh, of course, knockout. Knockout is uh, beyond a competition. But uh, <laughs> there are lots of good gyms. There's a there's a gym called uh, uh, it's uh, this guy called Meme. He runs it in the northeast. He's got, they came in the first uh, ADCC mm-hmm. and uh, they had a bunch of wrestlers, like really good wrestlers who do MMA. So yeah. again, I think Nagaland has a wrestling culture. Yeah. So, so a lot of the Northeast guys went with them. So they are, they're a really underrated team. So they are really good. Um, this team from Chandigarh did really well. Indian top team. Yeah, Indian top team, dude. It's run by that. Gurkaran Singh. Gurkaran Singh, yeah. He he won also his division I think this time mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won. I think I think he trained in uh, Australia before this. Yeah, that's okay, right. Okay, that makes sense. Even uh, IJJ is obviously up there with. Uh, of course. Oh, yeah. Have you have you trained with Rohit yet? Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, I haven't been to Bangalore, and I think when he came to Delhi, he went to BJJ India, so we didn't get yeah. a chance to train. Oh man, opportunity! I mean, we, need we, did, we did we did compete in the same tournament. We competed in a tournament uh, <coughs> called Combat Carnival. This is in 2017. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, we were in different uh, weight classes. Really different because he was in uh, minus he was minus 65. I was uh, minus 88. Fuck, man! What are you competing at right now? Didn't you just say you competed at 70? Minus 70, yeah. he said. <laughs> minus 70. That was Combat Carnival 2017. Minus minus 88 I competed. Yeah. I had to weigh in with like, with like because I had, Rachit was competing in minus 70. Uh, oh. Minus 77, sorry. Minus 77. We had Punya minus 70. So then I had to go minus 88. Uh, so I had to, I had to step on with like, with like a burger and stuff. Just to, I made, I made weight. Made, yeah. Just, just about made the limit. So yeah, we what competed but we were in different weight classes. So never got to fight him. I fought his guys, but never him. Yeah. Well, you fought, uh, you fought Piyush or any of the, who you fought from IJJ? I fought this guy called uh, Vishal. So Vishal didn't compete. I don't think he's competing anymore now. But okay. uh, back in the day, I think he and Rohit were two of the, 
you know, two of the big names from uh, IG. I don't think he's competing anymore, but he still trains. Um, so, Sid, uh, when Corona is when not hampering your plans, what does a normal day look like for you, man? Training day. Uh, Training-wise, we don't train. I know a lot of people are training twice a day, thrice a day. We train thrice a week. Like, we train BJJ thrice a week. One day is gi and two days is no gi. Because other days we do Muay Thai or uh, boxing or wrestling. So, so yeah, that's sort of it. And, and with me, again, my training is not ideal because then I have to also, some days I'm in Noida, some days I'm in Sadhajang, some days I'm in uh, Vikaspuri. So I'm traveling a lot, but I try and make sure that I get some training every day. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I mean, it's not ideal. Obviously, if I have a fight coming up, a tournament coming up, I'll try and switch it up a bit. But we train once a day. That once a day could be four hours. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the evening is like six o'clock to 10 o'clock. So you guys are now completely committed to that MMA life, dude. Yeah, because there's so many, there's so many uh, students we have. You know, some, some want to specialize in Muay Thai. Some want to do boxing. Some want to do BJJ. And we just don't want to be just like a BJJ gym or a, just an MMA gym. We want to make sure that everybody gets something out of it. That's a name. Cross train is like a name. Like you should be allowed to cross train in disciplines. So, so sometimes we, we don't do justice to one element. Uh, but that's an effort to make sure that everybody gets something at the end of the day. That leads directly into my next question. How are you um, keeping up to date with the trends that are happening right now? Um, because especially with the leg lock game evolving at the, the speed at which it is, even right now. Yeah. Um, how are you like keeping up? I, I know what I do is I, I basically just uh, watch and drill the latest tutorials that come out on Fanatics. But what are you doing? Are you doing the same thing? Do you have any other way you go about it? No, but I think it's just looking at a couple of guys who are, who are doing really well in the game that they play. So, like if you if you look at uh, like Craig Jones or any of these guys who are really good at leg locks, I mean, they can show you a hundred different things that, you know, they show you in a DVD. But if you look at the fights, they only one or two things that, that they do. And they do it over and over and over again. And it's it's what's actually like, you know, if you, if you watch the recent fights, uh, Gordon Ryan also and Craig Jones also, they've been using, from butterfly guard, they've been doing the arm drag. The guy puts the f- uh, weight on the far leg. They do a butterfly sweep. The guy steps, you know, back step and you get the entry. So, I mean, they're all doing the same entries. So, if you watch enough fights, I think you get an idea of the trend. Because DVD, yeah, man, unless, unless you, you know the guy's game inside out, it can be a little, like, just going through the motions, you know. Like, okay, he's going on and on and... <laughs> so you're basically your uh, approach is uh, broader concepts wise you look at the broader concepts and you apply it I'm guessing yeah no I, I do watch DVDs but I also you know check fights to see that how much of it is actually being used uh, like I'll give you an example like like Adam Bursinski in the Gi you know yeah. you know he's a cool butterfly guard he's gonna grab the belt he's gonna, he does it every single time he does it you know but if you look at his DVD Fuck, there's like single leg like X guard, there's X guard, there's like, you know, you never see that in his fights. Almost never. Like, it's usually butterfly guard, done. But uh, DVD me sara dekhna padta hai. The reality is, this high percentage moves. You know what it is. You start yeah. that. That's true, man. Uh, you've been running a podcast successfully for a while. Um, we just started. I mean, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, dude, do you have any stories from that that you can... That you can give us any guests that have just been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. 
<laughs> you have some experiences already. No, no, no we won't we, talk. I mean, no, 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 we can't say anything right now because we have like seven episodes out. So, okay. so, <laughs> so we've. But, but, but yeah, I mean, you you're talking to people you already know, right? So yeah, so we yeah, so exactly. When it's not like we're getting to know. I mean, there are a couple we have gotten to know, but we've had good experiences so far, yeah. um, and we've had a lot of fun. But how many have you hit right now? How many podcasts you done so far? We're on twenty-five. Okay, yeah. So you're but, but, but over five, over four years. So you're basically five times. So how do you how do you do this thing, man? So you bring people on you haven't spoken to before, and you get to know them. No, no, it's it's mainly been people I know, people I've met, people I know, and a couple of times I've had to. Uh, so once I had this weird thing in the middle. I was like, let's just call anyone famous, like anyone <laughs> famous. Let's just call them and see how it goes. And uh, one of my friends, his uncle was, uh, you know, a retired general uh, in the army. And I wasn't prepared for it. Like, I just, I don't know anything about the armed forces or combat or whatever. So that was the longest podcast I've ever done because I didn't know <laughs> he was talking and I was listening. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> that, that really was, I, re- I figured out that, listen, that's not... Let's not play it in a, you know, you're not a Joe Rogan, so let's not go wide. Let's just stick to what you know, you know, combat, you know, your <laughs> friends, you know what the issues are. Stick to that, because if you go too wide, man, it's not your field of expertise. Dude, Joe Rogan just signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify, man. Spotify. He so sorted for life. We are waiting for our deal before we can... Uh... <laughs> Spotify India. Yeah, you will pay us to get off, bro. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> just, I, just so, I, so I'm just curious. Like, will this podcast will it not be on YouTube anymore? Or uh, it was never us? on YouTube. Oh, his. No, no, no. We're not. Joe. Joe. Like, He's not talking about us. Mohit. I figured that the moment I said it, I was like, no, no it can't be. Us. So, uh, I yeah, think it's going to be off saying it exclusively on Spotify, which is. Uh-huh. But it'll have the video on Spotify as well. So it won't just be audio. Do we, do you, do, have you watched videos on Spotify? Not ever. I, I don't even have videos. I have videos on YouTube Spotify. music, not Spotify. Yeah, that's crazy. But damn, bro. He, but I would do he, that for 100 million. Hell yeah, bro. Go yeah, on so to, 100 million, I do much worse things. <laughs> for a lot less, a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> yeah, lot basically. Less. So, a um, box of chicken nuggets. <laughs> little more. Um, so, what you're seeing now, bro? I mean, um, I'm just out, waiting for the I'm just waiting for the Noida uh, uh, Delhi route to open up so I can start training. Uh, unfortunately, we have one bad news that uh, I can't afford to keep Sadhguru Center anymore. Because you know the rent's so high, it's uh, we pay about a lakh for rent there. So now it's been three months, and then uh, another couple of months. So I'm looking at a new place, uh, maybe a smaller place, or maybe a similar size place, just not in the heart of South Delhi. So I'm looking for a place. Unfortunately, it sucks, but uh, it's really expensive, man. Really expensive to keep that place. Fuck, and I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I Rohit spoke about the same thing. He. Um... I'm not sure what happened with them, but he, they had to shut down their location as well. And yeah, it's, it's worse in Bombay or uh, in Bangalore because there you got to pay rent for ten months. No? What? Fuck, man. Um, yeah. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping I'm not next. 
Yeah, no, no, no. So in, in Bangalore, you be like we pay months, uh, months rent in advance. In Bangalore, you've got to pay ten months in advance. Uh, that's a standard thing in in Bangalore. You know, for for houses or commercial, everyone pays ten months. So I think with him, what might have happened was he might must have had to take a call. Hmm. That you know, either we pay this or look for a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's outrageous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but I so, I have found a, a smaller place. So we're uh, I'm just now. hoping to transition to that place so ASAP. what part of delhi will this be it will be back to uh, where we started man we back to uh, sake the, there was a road there was a road called ignu road which you i think both of you have been yeah yeah so i got a couple of classes there bro and i yeah. started p i started training uh, jiu jitsu yeah, at ignu road yeah, we so going back to ignu road not the exact same place but uh, a place i can actually afford so yeah back to survive for life That was a nice gym, man. I like that gym. The, I like the it as well. It's quite a problem with parking, right? A lot of problems, bro. In the lanes, <laughs> a lot of problems. But it's nice to have it on the first floor. I think. Um, it just gets too hot. Too hot. On the first floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had an AC. We so like we've been lucky there. We've been in the basement, so we haven't had to put an AC in there. How many floors do you have, like above your? We have three, three above us. Oh. So stays cool. And there's no sun in that area, so we're good. I mean, we're covered. Um, nice. But yeah, we got lucky with our new location. Um, it's on Golf Course Road. Okay, again, though, I'm paying similar rent to as you mentioned right now, lakh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't know how long I'm gonna have to sustain this thing, dude. You've got to start uh, start doing one of those scams, you know. Which one, bro? Give me a good one. I can commit to it. Affiliation. Belt scam. Blue belt. Belt scam. Ha, bas. Get six guys <laughs> promoted up, and you're good. I, I, how about stripes instead? Are you fifth stripe on your white belt? Ten G's a stripe, Ashwin. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I can't do that shit, man. Fuck, that's ridiculous. I can't go down that. I can't sell out yet. I'm thinking Not a couple yet. of years. Not I'm yet. thinking two years. Oh, when so, when a kid has to get into school, you know, you gotta take a take a tough call then. Yeah, man. Family first. Oh, sure, I'll sell anything, man. But um, what's your scene, bro? You competing now? Are you once? I mean, you don't know, obviously. But were you looking at com- to compete this year or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. My, I just wanted to compete as much as possible, uh, especially in the gi, because uh, I competed last uh, no gi. So I try and do like gi, no gi, gi, no gi. So I'm not losing out. So last was no gi. So I want to do. Gi De- desperately, I especially wanted to do IBJJF Asia in Japan. That's the one I really wanted to do, uh, but uh, I don't think it's happening. So I don't know. Right now, just the dream of training is in my mind right now. If I just get back to training, I'm happy. And then next is obviously competition, whatever comes up. Were you planning on doing uh, the Singapore trials? Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I just just depends on the timing. Yeah, I would. Honestly, if I get decent training and uh, if everything is nothing is broken, then why not? Yeah, I would love to. I mean, this. So one of my friends is organizing it. Um, uh, Shinya. So he's, he's a black belt. So okay. he he I've, I've seen him fight and I've rolled with him, uh, and he gets me in ten seconds. Like he's just he just plays with me. He's a I mean really high level black belt. So he's okay. he's organizing it this time. So thankfully he's not taking part. So that's a big plus. <laughs> that's a big plus. <laughs> Dude, uh, all right. Toughest role you've had? Toughest role? Oh man, there's so many here. One role. Me smash. One role. One role. Uh, one role. I would. 
I would say I rode with this guy called Enrico. He was one of Ivan's students, and uh, he broke my leg. Yeah. Like I was playing single leg X, my foot was on his hip, and he pushed. You know, he he pushed the leg inside as a reap. Uh, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, chup. it's not really dangerous. And then from there, he went reverse to hold, and then I was like, it's not gonna work. And I heard, I heard four pops. So this guy, your size? No, Enrico fights minus ninety nine. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so huge guy. Your limbs like that. Yeah, yeah. Enrico is probably going to be in the UFC, man. Next couple of years, he's, he's one of oh, the fans. Dude, this guy was on SFL. Yeah, he knocked out a Canadian guy brutally. Beast. Yeah, yeah. Double leg against the cage, ground and pound, finished him. Brutal. Yeah. Against those guys, you just feel like you're a child. You know, child against a man. So if he's if he's ninety nine under ninety nine, I mean yeah, of course. Uh, Mohit, who's your toughest role, bro? Um, let's just say let's just say you. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Ashwin is my toughest yeah. role. I mean, I, you know, like we don't. Uh, I'm trying to think actually. Uh, to be fair, I trained with that guy in Phuket, Eric. Uh, oh, Eric is He's he, yeah, he's, bro. He's he's so compact. Like you just, I couldn't do anything. So he was also pretty hard, but I think he was taking it pretty easy on me. Um, so have I, you rolled with him, Ashwin? Have you rolled? Sorry, sorry. Oh, I, I have. I have. Haven't. I've heard so much about him from a couple of guys at the gym. Even Jahangir, I think, rolled with him. Good stuff or bad stuff? Good, good stuff. Have you trained with him? I've trained with him. Yeah. Not, good. not, not very good stuff. <laughs> Why he's a good wrestler though, right? Good wrestler. So I, I was rolling. Uh, I was doing nogi class at Phuket Top Team, and uh, we rolled. We did a few rounds, and then he asked me, "Oh, you want to roll?" I said, "Yeah, sure, we roll." Roll, roll with me. He, he obviously swept me. He was in side control. He didn't tap me. And I said, "Oh, good roll." He's like, "Yeah, okay." Next day, uh, first roll of the day, calls me out. He's like, "You come. You, you come." Okay, I go with him, bro. He mounted me, and then he was trying to, like, he was trying to choke me or whatever. It wasn't working, uh, and then I felt a uh, elbow on my eye, like that. I felt uh, other elbow on my neck, like that. Um, I had, I was, I don't know what all he was doing, man. So I, eventually the role ended, and he started shouting at me. He was like, "Why don't we just tap?" And I was like, "Man, it's that." Is that really on me? Like, you're supposed to make me <laughs> And then he he really blew up. Like he he started screaming. So I just left. I was like, "Fuck this nigga! I'm not I'm not here to like get scolded at for." Basically, he couldn't catch you, yeah. right? Yeah, not the, he didn't catch me. He got frustrated. Just two days of not uh, not tapping me. Third day was a gee class, and again, at this time he's teaching class because Lao was not not there. So uh, he first guy to grow up. You. you Come here. So first class, he for first roll of the day again calls me and fucking just like smashes my face here. First he apologizes. He says, "I'm really sorry. You know, sorry about yesterday and I lost my shit and you know sometimes it happens and fuck man. That day he just went so hard in the ghee and ghee is worse. No, it's yeah. rubbing your yeah. face there and you know opening your nose there and uh, yeah. So I left with a black eye that day. I got a black eye and. Stuff. Damn, so, yeah, bad, basically, rage, he went. He raged out on you. He just wanted to tap, but honestly, like if he had got me in a submission, I would have tapped. 
exactly. mean, we're taught not to, you know, choke, choke to this or this or whatever. Is he a lot? Is he a lot heavier than us? How heavy is he? No, no. he's just no, thick. No. He's very short yeah. and very thick. I've the toughest role I've had is Eddie Cummings, man, at Unity Jiu-Jitsu, bro. Oh, wow, how was that? I waste. It's like I, I've just been wasting my time training. <laughs> it's nah, like I've mentioned this, I think, on the podcast before. He caught me, I think, nine times in a six-minute role. Yeah, but, but then again, bro, like, who's beginning? Yeah, yeah, but so that's the thing, man. Those guys, man, they're at a different level altogether. No, he's, he's been training with the Danner guys. Now he's training with uh, the meows, meows and stuff. We can't compare. Man. Who are we training with? I'm training with. Basically, myself at this moment, you? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, so you can't compare. It's not fair. I mean, had you been in the US, had you been training, uh, you know, at, at like a ATOS or something, man, you would be murdering yourself from now. Right? <laughs> training there. Basically. No, destroying. But that's a fact. But that's the sacrifice that we guys have made. We are here. We are just not, not just here for ourselves, you know. We're trying to grow the sport. It's a much bigger picture. I know, man. Uh... How have you been dealing with that though? I mean, um, when did you realize, okay, listen, I got to take a step back and these guys have to do it and these guys have to go out there and compete and I'm not going to be maybe um, as good and uh, as fast as other people would, but I got to put my time into these guys. When do you make that shift from competitor to coach? And how do you... I think when you hit, I think when you hit 30. <laughs> that's when, that's when all of a sudden the burpees are a little harder. Uh, just like you know, recovering as well. And you're like yoga uh, karta just, thoda. Haan, yoga ka type aage. <laughs> you, haan, when you start stretching a little bit extra before class, after class, and these guys come in and they've just had an afternoon training session and they're ready to go now. And uh, that's when you realize, listen, maybe maybe I should I should live my life through their eyes. But dude, do you, have you had any guys who come up to you and who have trained under you who definitely been on those Mexican supplements? Oh, it's difficult to point fingers, but, uh, but definitely. Let's say sure. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, and you can feel the difference as soon as you get, you know, you grab the body, you feel it's different. It's concrete, you know, as soon as you hold it, you know what a normal body feels like because we roll with those guys. And then all of a sudden it's concrete and you're like, oh shit. No, because I, I, I recently made a friend who does, uh, he's a photographer and he does, and he trained at a gym in, um, in Bombay. I'm not going to take any names, but um, he was telling me that everybody's cycling, dude. In that gym in Bombay? Everyone, like everybody who is fighting MMA is on testosterone. Everyone. Do you think that is a viable option for BJJ guys after a certain age? And would you do it? I think it's a viable option. I think it's the only option in MMA after a point. Uh, because MMA, he's, your, your friend's not lying. Uh, all those guys who are doing MMA. Now, because everyone's doing it, after a while, if you don't do it, it's just a disadvantage, man. So, I mean, I, I think once you hit like 27, 28, I think most, most of these guys have to do it in MMA. Uh, I know for a fact that, you know, I, I won't take any names, but Anshul had a fight, his, one of his earlier fights, and I was cornering him. And in that fight, he kept taking the guy down, mounted this guy, beat him up for three rounds straight. Fight ended. We went backstage to the medical area. Anshul is lying there like a, 
you know, like a dead body. And this guy, he comes in and he's, he's just warmed up, bro. Like he's ready to go. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm the doctor's asking him, uh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Don't talk. Don't touch me. And he rushes off. He asked Anshul, who's been hit once in the fight. Anshul, how many fingers? And Anshul is like, uh, <laughs> I can't see clearly. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> one, one punch landed and he couldn't see a thing. And uh, well, looking really good, man. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's picked it up really fast, man. He's just a natural, just really quick. But I've been, uh, I've been following all these Indian um, MMA pages now. And um, dude, all I see is training videos of him. He's been putting in the work, I'm guessing. Yeah, he's, he lives in Uttaranchal. So he's sort of isolated from, cut off from everything. So he's just trying to keep himself busy. He's a shadow boxing every day and uh, punching and kicking. These like two guys you know, from Uttaranchal, two really good guys. There's Anshul and there's, uh, there's the other guy, Angad. Angad Bisht. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys train really hard. So you didn't answer my question, man. Would you try roids? I know I would. I don't think I would. Uh, maybe I would. I mean, I, I think once I hit 40, which I'm nearing, if I'm hitting 40, if, uh, it's going to be Masters 3, right? Masters 3, the year I'm Masters 3, when I'm the youngest Master 3, that's when I'm going to be uh, like 39. Most I'll start. Competitive advantage. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Get the World Championship retire. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. And uh, right, you guys, do you have any questions for us? Do you have any recommendations for us? No, man. Just, just uh, why? Why is this not a video podcast? Why just audio? Have time like to upload. Karne mein, yaar. time. No, it has a really we like, we're not doing uh, shorter episodes. We like, we're going the long format conversation style. So maybe no, it has thing. a video face. I have this. I have a screenshot of this. He sent me a message saying, bro. We can't upload this. I have a radio face. I'm too ugly for fucking video. That's, that's not true, man. Have you guys seen some of the other podcasts which are being... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah, are so, really handsome. So we decided to go the other route. We're like, fuck it. Let's bring radio back. But we probably will put this out there at some point in time because um, sometimes people are making gestures and stuff which are just entertaining as hell. Yeah, you, you're losing out on... <laughs> Ashwin. You. No, he can do this right now because there's a border between us. And he well, there's no border across. anymore. Apparently, Sid just told us the border has I'll been. I'll see you for breakfast. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think all you would need is maybe just a letter saying that you're employed by a company in Gurgaon just to be safe. But I know they're not asking for it. Just, just to be safe, just carry it with you. Yeah, okay, perfect. Awesome. Um, I think that's a good place to end. Um, thank you, Sid, for joining us. We really appreciate it, bro. No, I'm really thankful uh, and glad to be invited to the biggest podcast in India. (laughs) So, thank you for uh, inviting me and giving me the opportunity to be here. And uh, the People's Podcast. The People's Podcast. And uh, also, like, best of luck for the coming event. Anything we guys can help you out with, you know, anything, just just reach out, let us know and we'll be happy to help. Yes, please be there, man. Please come watch at least. Yes, be there. Yeah, unless I have the coronavirus. Yeah, then don't come. Then Then we'll speak it for you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Cool, man. Okay. Cheers, boys. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.